0: What's up world? Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm your host Doug and I'm going to be bringing you episodes all about having fun, real and deep conversations. So I hope you enjoy and let's get digging. What's up? What's up? What's up y'all? It's your boy Doug here to Dig on Doug podcast. I've um, got a good friend of mine um here with me today. Uh and the reason I brought him on here today, I have Tobin on today um, one of the things I've been thinking about is friendship. Um, as I get older, as people get older, and um, working in career services, a lot of people are always in the sense and wondering how to network. It's also kind of tied to friendship and everything. And so that's definitely what I'm, what I'm, one of the things I'm digging on right now is friendship and developing that and, and all of that what that means. So with that said, Tobin, welcome again to the Dig and Doug Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I it's always a pleasure to be on. It's my second time on. Um, you know, anytime you're doing something, I love being a part of it. So thank you very much.
0: Man, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And and like I was talking about, friendship is a huge thing. And one of the reasons I wanted to get you on is you're you're a seasoned veteran in, in life. Uh, as we say, and you've had um, some different lived experiences. You've lived in Germany. You've been here in the States. You've been to different places in the States and everything. And you have a very um, diverse and rich friendship um, of, of friends and everything. And, you know, really want to get into that. Like, how do you define, like, friendship? What is When you hear the word friendship, what does that mean to you? Well you know when I think about
1: friends or people who are my friends I think that they're just dependable consistent people mm-hmm. and I don't think you need to talk to a friend every single day but they're someone that you can depend on when you reach when you reach out because we as human beings get busy in our lives right we work we we work out we 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 you know we, we try to learn maybe we're going to school or whatever whatever our journey takes us um sometimes we get busy and we look up and like oh man i haven't talked to doug in a month or two months or three months yeah it doesn't mean we're not friends it just means we're just busy at life mm-hmm. and i find myself when i think about friends i think about people that i can reach out to say hey you know what i haven't seen you in a while or talked to you in a while I was just checking in on you. You, you you popped in my mind what's yeah. going on and sometimes you connect with people and, and you, you go over what you know you kind of what what i see do that highlight reel of hey you know my kids are born now or i've done this or i've done that i'm working mm-hmm. here and then you might get into deeper conversations and then you may not talk to each other for a few months or sometimes a year or two years so i think the great thing is you don't have to go that long without talking to people because we have social media now yeah so you know several years ago if you're talking let's say 10 years ago you had to kind of pick up the phone and and you know, sometimes research and find out who, where people are if you haven't talked to them. But with social media look at the now, book. look in a phone book and hopefully they're they're you know they're not unlisted or unpublished. Yeah. So, and I think now it's a little bit easier because you can get on, you can get on Instagram, you can get on Facebook, you can get on uh, so so many different avenues of. But before before there was really this Facebook craze uh, over the last six, seven, eight years there was classmates that was kind of the website you'd go to if you wanted to find somebody and where they were. And then after class, no one uses classmates really anymore. Once in a while, I get a message from classmates. Now, most of the time, people are on Facebook or Instagram sending me messages or right, before that, MySpace. Yeah. MySpace as well. So, you know, if you think about that, you know, that's the deal. So when I think about friendships or people I have friendships with it's just people that I can reach out to, And, you know, just check in on them. Or sometimes I I might need a, you know, might need something or helping handle something. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, my father used to always say, friends are either dependable or expendable. So, (laughs) you know, and it's not that you need, it's not like you're like, hey, I did this for you, you do this for me. But in in reality, relationships are a lot like banks, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you you give a little, you take a little, you give, you you deposit your check, and when you need the money, you, you, you take it out. Yeah. And what happens is, if you went to a bank and you kept depositing your checks, depositing your checks, and you got nothing out of it, you probably wouldn't want to use that bank anymore. Yeah. Or, guess. or the opposite side where you withdraw, 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 but you only, you haven't put enough money in there. Makes you know you are you are bouncing checks all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I try for me to not bounce any checks on my relationship. I've had those relationships where I deposited so much, so much, so much and then realized like, man, this person, whoever he or she is, only reaches out when they want something from me. Yeah. So and you know, I'm a type of person I'm really giving. So sometimes I I will do whatever I can to support people. But now that I'm getting older and wiser, I realize like, okay, I only I only hear from Judy or Joe when they want something or need something. But if I if I'm chopping it up with them, or just wanted to talk to them, or feel that I need someone to talk to and they're not available, yeah. I kind of I gotta push that to the side because I I've had some friends were like, oh, I need to use you as a reference for a job, or I need to use you as a reference for an apartment, or something like that, or I'm trying to get a house. Please, can you help me out? And I and I do those things, and then when I need to talk to them or or meet up, or I have a business idea, I like to just run by them. They like, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah. So. I've, trust me, I understand that piece. No, it, you're definitely getting wiser. The great, the, the <laughs> is showing, the gray. Yeah, absolutely. I need to get, I either need to be a young man like you or get some of that formula where I can go
0: ahead and, you know, that cocoa, <laughs> that cocoa, uh,
1: cocoa bean <laughs> color to make it make it a little uh, more
0: brown and i i use the coconut oil and i use that tea tree oil That's oh yeah it, it's, it's there <laughs> i them, uh wisdom whiskers them uh them great them gray uh that gray hair yes sir and, and so you touched on that and and uh, like i uh, touched on a little bit earlier like you you just you were in germany and stuff for a while what is or who is somebody like your oldest friends that you're like still in contact with and is it from germany or is it here like where where like when when is your earliest friend date back to
1: um you know the my earliest friends from germany um i will say if i go pre-high school uh there's a guy named dan hyman i went to elementary school with that because of facebook we're we're on with each other we don't talk a lot but we message each other once in a while but if i if i look at my high school friends those are like my tight, tight oh, okay. group of folks. So I've got, you know, so when I think about my high school friends, I think of Anthony Brown. Um, I think of Lamont Jack is a, a friend of mine. Of Howard Beatty, Anthony Brown, Cecil Costin. Those guys are like, they are my ride or die road dogs and we try to spend as much time together as possible. Um, Anthony and I, we see each other all the time. And if he's in town, he travels a lot. Well, prior to COVID, obviously, but yeah. he travels a lot. I see him. I travel a lot. I see. We see each other. and We, you know, all over the country and spend time together. Same with Howard. Cecil's a little different because he still lives in Germany. But those are those are my guys. And so then, and is that
0: that's the group that you get together and like y'all go some. Like I see yeah.
1: recently. Yeah, we do a reunion every every couple of years. Okay. Um, you know, as we're getting older. You know, I made a decision that I'm like, man, there's no way we we got to put something on the books because a lot of times he's like, oh yeah, I want to hook up with so and so, hook up with so and so, and the next you know something, God forbid, something happens, and you're like, man, I wish we'd have took this trip or did this or did that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to uh, a couple years ago. We went to Miami and spent a long weekend, probably five days together. And you know we did everything you could possibly imagine. It yeah. was in November, so we were on the beach and we were in the water in November in Miami. Uh, we went to went out dancing, some dance clubs, went mm-hmm. out to dinner, all kinds of different restaurants. And it was one of those things where it's interesting because it was it was it was planned because we're going to be at this location, we're going to stay at this location, we're going to fly in on these dates. And you know, I got the I got a rent a van, so I had a minivan for all of us to ride around in. Okay. But after that, that was it. So how we're traveling, place to stay, and and and, and the flights, that was it. But everything else was kind of like, oh man, uh, let's go try this Cuban restaurant. Yeah. Let's do this. Oh, you know, uh, we rented a we rented an airplane for us to go fly and do and, and do uh, some sightseeing in the air. Oh, so we, nice. went, we flew over the. Uh, we flew over the Miami Dolphins football stadium and got a chance to check that out. We flew over uh, the beach and we, we saw so many things, we saw a sunset. So those are the things that we did. Mm-hmm. So my friendship with them is more like, they're not even friends. They're more like brothers because, yeah. you know, when you, when you grow up in Germany and your father's in the military, it just, you know, when everyone there speak, you know, Germans speak English, but when most people are speaking German, you mm-hmm. find this tight knit group of people that are just
0: truly your
1: friends your yeah. family and and even though we used to venture off all over the place and and, and interact with folks mm-hmm. um from different nationalities and, and and citizenships but we all were just so tight so like everyone i went to high school with i'm like i'm cool with like there's yeah. no, well, i take that back there's one one dude i'm not cool with but what that's neither here nor there
0: okay so let, let, let me let me ask you this question real quick because because I have this concept in life um everybody has a judas <laughs> and and I have mine mine is from high school as well like was in the weeds in the back but in front of you like definitely like oh yeah like we're good and duh, 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 duh. but behind the scenes just slithering and so I definitely wanted to ask you this and I think this is the perfect time. The person you're talking about maybe they are maybe aren't but do you one believe in the the judas friend and is that friend the judas friend or well he wasn't i
1: mean we were acquaintances we were never really friends he didn't didn't like me and you know and i that's neither here nor there for me like you you know look one thing i've noticed in my lifetime that everybody's gonna like everybody And I used to have this challenge where I would be like, man, why doesn't this guy or girl like me, man? You know, and I would spend so much effort on, man, I want this guy to like me or I want this girl to like me or whatever. And I just realized, and it took me a long time to figure this out, there's so many people in the world that have love for me that are part of my group or whatever, even if they're not, they support me. I don't need to worry about this one cat who has a problem with me and I don't know why. I, you know, and I've even had my my friends like Howard and Anthony tell me like, yeah, dude, don't like you. I was <laughs> like, well, and I was like, well, why? Man, I don't know, man. One day, you know, we was over here whoop whoop whoop. He was just looking at you like he wanted to kill you, and I was like, well, did he say why? He said he just didn't say why. He just, I just don't like that dude.
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: said, that's okay because we're not yeah, gonna yeah. like him. And but I try to think. I said, is there anybody that I just look at? I'm like, man, I just don't like this dude. Because that's the problem I, you know, like I have. It's like there's usually a reason why.
0: Yeah, yeah. You get
1: to the foundation of it. And I think for I think, you know, it's okay. You don't have to like everybody. Yeah, Yeah. And everybody doesn't have to like you. But I mean, when I was in high school, everybody was cool with everybody. It didn't matter what their backgrounds were. Doesn't matter, you know, everybody's dad was in the military. They had officer kids and enlisted kids and whatever. And there's a little bit of difference between officer kids and enlisted kids. And there's a little bit of difference in race, but nobody, I'm sure this happens, but, you know, I never, you know, I never had any issue where somebody, at least in high school, where someone's like, hey, I don't like Toby because he's a black dude. Now, yeah. in, co- in college, I'll, I'll tell you, I dealt with a little bit of dealt with that
2: mm-hmm. but in high
1: school like everybody was everybody like people dated who they wanted to date no matter if they were from Guam their families were from Guam or parts of parts of Japan or, or China or, or, or they were Europeans or whatever it didn't matter everybody just dated everybody yeah. so I just think that there is always that one cat that you're kind of like mm, he's not kind of vibing to what I'm doing or whatever or he or whoever he or she is says one or two many things and you can't yeah. trust them and and like for me I'm so I'm so upfront about things like if someone asks me if I said something about them or whatever uh, I just I live my life I expect people yeah. to repeat what I say um, except for by, probably my tight tight friends like my mm-hmm. brothers besides those guys I expect anybody else if I say something they are gonna repeat it. So I've always, one thing that I've kind of learned, I think I learned this from my mother. She always just said, look, you know, expect people to repeat what you say. And if you, if you don't want people to know, don't say it. And I'm just a firm believer of saying what I mean and meaning what I say. And if something, someone asks me a question, I, I don't need to lie about it. I'll tell people I said it or did it or whatever. It's just kind of how I live my life now. Yeah.
0: And so you have a very, which I enjoy, a very big personality and and that's that's always an attractor of people and everything and Mm -hmm. have you always had that uh did you develop it did you remember like when you're like oh i have this personality um
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a good good, you know i i've always had it you know uh i've always just i've always believed in myself Mm -hmm. and i always thought relationships were important and I just think that, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in college, so when I was in high school, I went to, I went to, uh, I went to five different schools when I was in high school. My dad got transferred a few times and and which was, which was fine. So when you go through high school and you're, you know, I had the opportunity to be class president, my freshman, sophomore, junior year, and then the student council president my senior year. And when you go to five different high schools and you're coming in, it's like, it's really difficult for some people to get to know people. Yeah. But me, I've always been like, Hey, you know, my name is Tobin, you know, and this is what I like to do or whatever. I was always into music and making music and I was in the band and mm-hmm. played sports and stuff like that. So it was always easy for me just to, to, to meet people and interact with people. And I think that's just who I am. So I could go anywhere and meet someone. And I've had the, I've, I've had the fortune of being able to um, travel to all fifty United States, right? Oh wow! So when you've been to all fifty states, and most of those states, I've been to the biggest state, biggest cities, or some of the biggest cities mm-hmm. in those states. It's very easy when someone to say, "Hey, I'm from Missouri," or someone to someone to say, "Oh, I'm from uh, I'm from Louisiana," and I can talk to like what part of Louisiana? Yeah. Well, you might not have heard of it, and then and then it's something like, oh yeah, I've been I've been through there, or yeah, I stopped there, or or sometimes I'll be like, oh, isn't there where they got the clock tower off of Main mm-hmm. Street or whatever, whatever? I'm like, what? You've been there? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I drove through there, and that's it's easy to connect with people, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, so when you when you can have a conversation with someone about where they're from. Mm -hmm. or there's someone's interested in going somewhere or you know a lot of times people are interested in going to visit somewhere and I can say yeah I've been there here here's some of the restaurants you might want to check out or here's some of the places you might want to stay like that I think that's powerful so I think for me I, I, I love people I understand that people are flawed and sometimes they're gonna they're gonna disappoint you but I think the biggest thing that we can do is continue to just learn from people and develop those relationships. Like, I, and, and I think to me, the other piece of me, not just my personality, I'm a real genuine person. Yeah. Like if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm, a, I'm gonna do it or I'm gonna try my best. Yeah. And so if someone, if I meet someone and we build a relationship, you know, guy, girl or whatever, and they said, man, I'm really trying to get this job over here. I always tell people, look, look at my LinkedIn. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times I know people that work at certain companies and I say, hey, look, look at my LinkedIn. Do you know if you know if there's a job or someone there at a job that you're looking into, just let me know. I'll put in a word for you because I just think that's the that's the way it should be, you know. And I think that's why I've always been able to, you know, be successful in my life and in my career, because I've always known a guy who knows a guy. You know, mm-hmm. somebody wants tickets to go see Celine Dion. It's it's like, I had some cat wanted to go see Celine Dion because his wife was a big Celine Dion fan. It was sold out. I made a phone call and I knew a guy who knew a guy and I got some <laughs> Celine Dion tickets. And I was like, and then after that, he was like, oh my God, if you ever need anything, let me know. So, I mean, that's kind of how I live my life, man. Yeah. I, I live my life like, if you need something, I'll do my best to do it. If I can't, I won't. Um, you know, and I think that, that's just how I am. You know, I try to I went to uh, i I had a good memory. It's a little bit, you know, not as good as it used yeah. to be, but like I, you know, always remember people from classes and, and when I was in school and I could say, Oh yeah, you were in my third grade, Mrs. Gassett class. Yeah, I remember I used to sit over here in the corner in the math class. Remember when the school and people would be like, You remember that? I'm like, Yeah, man, it's a gift and a curse, like you know, <laughs> like like monk, it's a gift and a curse. I remember, I remember things that a lot of people don't, you yeah. know? And I think that's, that's helpful. And I remember when I, like, if it's like sometimes you connect with somebody on Facebook you haven't talked to in a long time, if they send you a message or maybe you send them a message and I said, oh yeah, I remember your, you know, your, your brother did this, your sister did that, or your father did this, your mother did that. And then you can kind of be like, whoa, man, wow. this dude, yeah. this dude really remembered me. I'm like, yeah, man, I, I remember people and I remember how they make me feel. And, there's some special people on the planet that have that have done right by me and mm-hmm. hey, there's some people on the planet who haven't done right by me and, yeah. and it is what it is but I think that's the important piece of it. I think um, here's a funny story. so I went to I went to Ramstein it was one of the high schools I went to and I was you know to get a music letter to get a music letter you had to have a certain amount of points mm-hmm. and those points had to do with. Being a part of certain bands, volunteering for stuff, going to th- going to uh, doing the concerts and singing choir, and I- doing all this stuff that had to do around music. Yeah. Well, it was the semester. I was like moving at the end of the semester to another school. My dad got orders to move. Man, I did everything. I was at everything. I was at every event. I was playing everywhere. And I wound up getting a, a, a letter, a varsity letter in music. At Ramstein, and it was the fastest anyone ever got a varsity letter in music in the history of the school. And the school oh, is fairly wow. new. And it was because I was just out there hustling to just, you know, everything. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. So I would just tell you, going back to what my father said, you're either dependable or expendable as a friend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I tried to be dependable. Yeah. I try to be there. Now, you know, have I fallen short in my lifetime? I'm sure I have. I'm sure somebody's got a story where I screwed over them or did something or forgot to do something. But I tried, for the most part, um, be there for people as they needed. And, I've always, and I'm have and i on this new thing now. I just tell people how I feel about them. You know, yeah. I just, I don't, you know, some people think that's weird because I, I got no problem with telling people how I feel about them, that I love right. them and I appreciate them. And I think sometimes people think that's weird because most people don't do that. So I'm a, yeah, I'm more of a, you know, wear my heart on my sleeve kind of guy. Like if you do something to frustrate me, I'm going to just tell you. And then hopefully we can get past it. Maybe we can, maybe we can't. Yeah. Um, And but if I, if I love you and I care about you, I'll do anything I can to support you and help you. And you know, I, I think it's it's a, it's a, that's a gift and a curse in itself because sometimes you help, 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 and then when yeah. you need when you need something, people just don't show you any love. So it all that you know, it all depends. So I've I've just been very focused. Like when I meet new people, I'm very focused on getting to know them and finding out how I can support them, mm-hmm. and then I support them. And then when they see that I've supported them on whatever it is, they're like, "Man, this guy's really supportive." Because, like, you know, sometimes I meet Cassie, and you get to know him, whatever, and they're saying, hey, I'm throwing this event over here, or I'm trying to raise money for charity or whatever. I try to, you know, if I got a couple bucks I can put towards it, or if yeah. I need to go volunteer and clean up a park or go and, go and try to feed some hungry people, whatever, I try to do all that stuff. So they know, like, man, I can really depend on Toby mm-hmm. So if he needs me, it must be something he really needs from me. So I just try to be dependable and really focus on helping people and really focus on being the best me I can be.
0: How that that's, that's awesome. How do you, how have you balance being dependable and helping people, but then at the same time, not becoming a people pleaser. Cause I know I fell into that, uh, that gap earlier into my life where you're just pleasing people to just try to help people, but not really thinking about yourself and you're really more concerned with them just being taken care of and hoping eventually, you know, like when you maybe need that thing or something that, that it, that they can be there, but they're not, but that balance, cause there's always a, a balance of it, of, of helping others, but then also making sure you're not becoming just a, a people and finding your gratification in that and that being you. Well, I think the
1: biggest thing in that Doug is like, you just being able to say no. Like, yeah. The problem is people are either like, they're either, they're either jerks or they're people pleasers. Yeah. But you can be a little bit of both and you don't have mm-hmm. to be a jerk. You can just say, no, hey, man, I just can't do it. Yeah. Like I you know, I've, you know, I'm telling you, I've lent so many people money over the course of my lifetime. Like, man, I probably could buy like a, a home in Aspen or something, yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and I've had some people who really needed something and, and I'm like, man, I just can't do it, you know? Yeah. And I've even had people pissed off at me because, you know, they. Like man, I know you. You sold hella records. You got a house in California. I know you got money. And I'm like, dude, you know, there's a reason I I, I do okay because I just don't give money to anybody I, and everybody. Counting my wallet. Yeah, don't be counting another man's pocketbook, right? right? But I think the thing is too is being able to say no. No, I'll man, I'll help you. Like if you're saying, hey man, I'm trying to get my business off the ground. Like, I might give you a couple of dollars for that, but I'll, I'll help you, you know, maybe develop your business strategy, your marketing strategy. I may introduce you to some folks that can kind of get you on your way or on your, in your direction. And I find that if you put your, your time and energy and, and sometimes push back and say, hey, yeah, you want me to do this for you, but this is what I need for you to do mm-hmm. for me to get it done. Like I've connected people with big money deals and all that stuff. And, and then sometimes I get people like, man, I know, you know, this guy, I mean, why can't you, t-? and I'm like, okay, well, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Let me be the gatekeeper. First. I, yeah, you just can't get the, key you know, yeah, let me get the gatekeeper. Let me see what you got. Okay. Well, look, before we do this, this is what I need you to do. A through Z, whatever that yeah. is. And then, and I think that's what helps. Because if you got a cat and say, hey, man, I want to be an actor. I want to be in your next movie. I'm like, okay, do you have a reel? Well, no, I don't. Okay, well, why don't you take some time, take three scenes from a movie. Why don't you act those out and put it on a videotape or video clip and send it to me. And then I can start, when I start talking about doing the movie, I can say, hey, here's somebody I think that could be a good fit for a part. Yeah. And I think nine times out of 10, that's where you, that's where you, you get, you see where people are. You get people like, yeah, I don't really, you know, Oh, okay. Okay. And that's the thing is being able to say, Hey, I don't mind helping you, but you're going to have to do some help on your own. Yeah. And I think it's easy to be a people pleaser. Cause I, you know, look, I want people to love me. I want people to like me. I want people to respect me. Um, I want people to have my back. I mean, it's human nature, right? It's yeah, yeah. a human being, but I'm also I've learned in my older age, and not that I'm extremely old, I'm still getting I'm still getting it in, but I've learned that it's okay to say no and you're unable to do something. Yeah. We get ourselves in trouble because we say we can do something, and then when we can't, whether we short we fall short because of um someone else said no and it kind of ruined it kind of messed the hook up. You don't have the money you thought you were gonna have to help somebody or whatever that is. Yeah you know, you just got to be okay with saying no. I think my problem is I've helped, you know, I remember I used to do a lot with helping people with finances, like money management and where they should put stocks at and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I've, I've done some stuff and made some folks some money and and they've said, Hey, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, man, just do me a favor, donate to this charity for me. Mm -hmm. Don't have to give me no money. So then what comes down to it like, ah, oh, well, you know, something came up, I had to buy this or buy that. And I'm just like, dude, I don't even care if you just give, I just made you all this money. I don't care if you just, you know, donate 20 bucks or hundred yeah. bucks, just, just donate something. And then they don't, you know, and that's the, that's, that's the dynamic. So, you know, going back to your, you know, your question, it's all about just saying no, yeah. you know, it's saying I know, or I'm unable, I don't like to say I can't, but I definitely say I, I'm unable to. Yeah, at this particular time to do that,
0: and there's now, so yeah, there's so much power in that. And like, what's funny is you bring that up reminded me of, and and I think you will remember this, the episode of the Cosby Show when uh, Theo and Cockroach were at that dance place, and they were both fighting back and forth who was going to go dance with the girl and be on TV, mm-hmm. and they kept going like, no, you go, no, you go, and then Cockroach took it and was like, oh, well, I'm gonna go, and then Theo was mad at him because yeah. he was like, no, you were supposed to say. No, again, and then I was gonna go. Well,
1: I think those things are kind of funny, right? You know, because look, somebody's got to say yes, and so why yeah. not let it be be, be cockroach, right? <laughs> so I think you know, I think the when I when I think about dynamics of relationships, you know, sometimes you know people get frustrated because sometimes people take their shot, right? Yeah, you know, you you know, you look at somebody, and you're like, man. How did this guy make it? I know that dude. He doesn't know this. He doesn't know that. And you probably aren't wrong, but they just took their shot. And sometimes they're in the right place at the wrong t- right time, right place at the right time. Yeah. So and they're saying the the right things at the right time. So you know, for my music career, for example, I ran a record label. I was successful. Um, you know, I worked with some really well-known artists. And when I was putting these records out. I was talking about some stuff that was totally different than what the industry was talking about. Yeah. I was talking about, you know, providing medical dental and vision uh, vision coverage for folks. I was talking about, you know, paying, paying, getting paid in stock, uh, options and that stuff. When you start talking about that stuff in the industry that really is not trying to hear you. Yeah. And they're thinking like, Hey man, if we give this dude half a million dollars, he's going to go smoke it up or he's going to go buy some house he can't afford or buy some stupid car that he shouldn't be able, shouldn't buy. And he's going to disappear in, in a year. And he's going to be known as the one hit wonder and what happened to that guy. That's a little different than someone like me. He's man, I don't need your cash. Just give me some stock, uh, give me some stock up front and let me see how I can make my business grow. So when you're talking like that, people are like, man, this dude is not, you know, he's a weird kind of dude trying to do something completely different. Now, if you got someone that sees your vision and they're like, man, I like what this dude's talking about, man, we could really make some stuff, something happen to the next level, it works. But when you don't, it doesn't. But you got to be okay with people just saying, mm, what you're doing it doesn't necessarily work for me. And if the next guy is able to speak the right language, sometimes they take it to the next level. Yeah, no. there's some cats in the industry that are making a ton of money that are well-known and you're like, man, I know those cats and they don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. but they happen to be at the right place at the right time with perhaps the right idea or someone just felt, someone, you know, you talk about that relationship building, someone just feels this cat and says, man, you know Mm -hmm. what, I really feel this guy. You know, I I want to work with him or I want to do something with him or we can make some money together or whatever. So I would just tell you, You know, sometimes things don't happen the way you want them to happen. And sometimes people progress, if your friends progress further than you do, and it's okay. I think the problem is when people, you know, they start talking about hating, right? When you, you're, when it's okay, I think it's okay to be envious of someone, but when you're jealous of saying, man, I wish this person would fall, that's a whole different dynamic. Like, I think it's okay to be envious. Like, oh man, my buddy's he's doing this, he's doing that. Then it's okay to ask a question like, hey man, I see you doing this. I mean, how'd you do that? Like, yeah. what are some of the things you're working on? And if he's, if that person whoever she or she is is a real friend, they're gonna give you the game. They're gonna tell you exactly how they did what they did. Mm-hmm. And just because they it worked for them doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I mean it, it takes those those opportunities and um it's part of the tricky part of friendship is always, and I've had this conversation with people and they're always like, oh, I know this person, I've known this person for like so long and all this stuff, but where the relationship is now and the friendship is now really isn't isn't good for for, for at least on your on, her, on, on their end, but yeah. they're gonna stick with them because they've known them so long. And that tricky part of like when to cut people off really, because sometimes you got to cut people off to let them grow because they're just attached to you and just writing um, coattails and everything, and that can be a dangerous part of relationships and a conversation that rarely happens as well.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't believe in necessarily cutting people off, but it depends on the situation. If the person is going in and out of jail or something like that or something's going to put you in harm's way, I get that. But, I mean, unless honestly, unless someone's putting you in a situation where you're going to get killed or go to jail for Mm-hmm. everything else like, you can work your way through that doesn't mean you want to hang out with them every day yeah like I got some friends that you know I'm not gonna go hang out with them every day because some of the things they doing could get me killed or go or thrown in jail but if it's not it, I mean that's kind of my parameter unless you okay. unless you put me in a situation where I'm gonna get killed or go to jail mm-hmm. we always could be cool yeah and even if you are a person that's that's going down that path we can be cool. That don't mean I'm a, I am might talk to you on the phone or maybe instant message you or something like that, but that doesn't mean we're gonna hang out together. We're not gonna to go to the same restaurants and bars and all
0: that stuff. And yeah, I mean, and it could be the wave of um, interest just don't line up anymore. I mean, you can yeah. you can change that. Maybe you wanna start going to the opera more and they're like, nah, I just wanna sit at home and just, just chill And and that's fine. And maybe you can find a dynamic somewhere where it can be. Because I think too often, sometimes people try to push people, which there's nothing wrong with pushing your friends and stuff to like, try to get to a higher level. But if you see, they really not trying to go to that higher level or just different level, you got to let them just be where they're at and be comfortable with saying either this is my friend or not. And like, kind of like how your dad said, they said, my dad would say he had friends and then he had associates. Yes. Oh, that's, that's the way that he looked at it.
1: Well, I mean, there's just di- you know, you can call it what you want, but there's different levels of friendship, right? Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. there's there's friends that like I, you know, I call probably or we at least text every day, mm-hmm. for once, or once at least a couple times a week, and then there's friends that heck, I mean, I've connected with people on Facebook just in the last you know few weeks through 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 COVID nineteen and mm-hmm. people just reaching out trying to see if I'm okay and vice versa, me trying to reach out and I would consider them friends, but it doesn't mean that we're, you know, we're going to go play golf every Thursday yeah. or Friday or whatever. And I think that that's okay. Well, one thing is too, I think sometimes you outgrow each other, Yeah, you yeah. know, and sometimes you're the person that gets outgrown or you outgrow, or they think you've outgrown them and they don't want to, they don't want to fool Ooh. with you. I mean, that, that yeah. happens sometimes, you know, I, I, I know that sometimes we misunderstand people Mm -hmm. and I I had a there was a woman I went to high school with and one time she told me she said well you just seemed like you was just too cool for school like you was on this next level like man I'm too cool for all y'all I'm I'm gonna make something of myself and do something big and I didn't and I you know I, I didn't really take it as a knock and I said I didn't think I was better than anybody I just was on a mission and I and that was that was just kind of my thing. I was always like that in high school. I, you know, I got really good grades. I was picked most likely to succeed. I was uh, I was just always on a mission to try to do different things. And my, my mantra of my lifetime is, how hard can it be? And I know people yeah. laugh at me sometimes, but I'm like, I, I love that
0: mantra. I share it with everybody, you know, and I'm
1: like, man, how hard can it be? Now, I mean, I'm not saying I could be a doctor or something, but I mean, but you know, and of course, that's difficult. But there's certain things, certain aspects of it. I'm like, man, how hard can it be? I want to be in this certain industry. How hard can it be? Well, it's not like it's yeah, maybe it's maybe it is hard, but if you you simplify what has to be done and you're willing to put in the work, that's all that matters. Well, yeah, so
0: that's yeah. the key point though, is the the dedication to what it is. Like, because that's what makes it to how hard it can be. I remember when I was in grad school and even undergrad, like my professors would tell me you know, write a paper is gonna keep you up at night because you wanna write it. Mm. So, you know, you can say like, oh, like I have this 15 page paper. And I mean, it happens, you know, you're in education, I'm in education. Yes. And so it's one thing to have a 15 page paper, but then the how hard can it be is when you can really tailor it for what, you, what you're interested in. Now, what, yes. how hard it can be is like, if you're a person who loves, let's say anime and all of that kind of stuff, and then you gotta write a paper about, um, you know like neurons and all this stuff maybe and you're not into that you're like oh god this is gonna be hard the, how hard it can be is hard there yes but how hard it can be is your level of dedication to whatever it is
1: absolutely i think the i think the biggest problem that we have is we look at something that's so difficult yeah and if you do enough research and you talk to enough people you can learn how to get things done mm-hmm. like i you know people always tell me like, man, you've done a lot. You've been in the music business, you've been a business executive, been a professor, you've been an entrepreneur, you've done, you 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 know, you're, now you're in the beverage business, you've done things to help folks with politics, you've been to Washington, D.C. and talk about violence in the community in front of Congress, you've done all these things. And it's just because I just, I say, it's like, you ever seen that movie with uh, that m- movie with uh, Jim Curry, Yes Man? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he says yes to everything? Yeah. That's that's how I live my life, you know. I live my life saying yes. I'm yeah. I'm I'm down. Let's do it. Hey, if if someone says to me, hey, let's go, uh, let's go travel. Um, hey man, I want to go to travel to Chinatown, man, and go just hang out. Okay, let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. And and look, we want to be safe because we want to be. Now if you told me you want me to hang out, you know, in a certain neighborhood at three o'clock in the <laughs> morning, I might say, yeah, you know, I don't know. Man, but it,
0: for how hard it can be, ain't there? Yeah,
1: that? yeah, it definitely is. You know, You're like I remember one time I was like, "Man, how hard could it be? Why can't I be a, a vigilante superhero, man? Let me get some. <laughs> let me go out there on these spots, man, and start cracking some skull. Hey, that, that dude in Seattle did it. Yeah, so. He did. He did. So I'm just saying, like, you know, that's the whole. That's the whole dynamic of just understanding that you gotta you gotta accept life, man. I tell my kids. Like, especially I was talking to my son the other day. I said, look, man, you got to figure out your thing. Mm-hmm. I've had the life I've wanted, and my life's been dope. So, I mean, I can't complain about it. Yeah, I good family, good friends, I've traveled a lot, I've done. Man, I, am, I don't have any complaints. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's probably some things across the way. I'm like, ah, I wish I would have did that or wouldn't have done that or whatever. But that's yeah. just life. But in my life, I don't really have any regrets where I'm saying, man, if I could have, should have, would have, I would have. Maybe I would have made it to the NFL or maybe, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I am where I am and I'm doing what I'm doing. And for this is one thing my dad used to tell me, too, which which, which sticks with me all the time. For as high as you want to go in your life and your success, your career, there are millions of people that want to be where you're at and be, be happy with where you're at. But you don't have you can be content and happy with where you're at but there's nothing wrong with striving to do more. So if you're in a situation, you're like, you know, I always tell people my hashtag thousandaire, right? So anytime, you know, someone says, I'll say, man, dude, I'm a thousandaire. I'm not tripping. (laughs) And it's not, it's not that I don't, you know, it's not that I don't aspire to be more, but I'm content with where I'm at. You know, I'm content with, traveling the world and enjoying my life and 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 being the best I could be and being supportive to as many people as I can cuz that's what it's all about. Yeah. But I think we get, you know, we as human beings get caught up in the wrong things yeah. and we wonder like, oh man, why why don't I have why don't I don't have a million dollars? Why don't I have this big house? Why don't I have this? And look, man, sometimes you just got to be in the right place at the right time. Sometimes a little bit of luck, but, yeah. but it man, you gotta roll your sleeves up and get some work done. Now, do you need help? Absolutely, absolutely. So I always tell young people, I'm like, look, you need to have allies in this yeah. life and you need to understand that everybody has the same allies. Sometimes people, You know, my life could have been different. If my dad wasn't in the military and traveled all over the world and I met so many people all over the world, maybe I'm not who I
2: am. Maybe I don't
1: have the friends that I have. Maybe I didn't aspire to do more or be more. If if I was in an an environment where my father wasn't around, maybe I just was just like trying to live to, oh man, I hope I can live to just today. I hope I just make it today. And it's a sad way to do it, but that's reality. Some Mm -hmm. people have that in their lives where they like, man, I'm just trying to. I used to. There was a cat. I used to say, "Man, I don't understand why drug dealers get these big fancy cars and stuff because, man, they always get caught because they like they see. Oh, that's a fancy car. I'm gonna pull that dude over and and see what we mess with him. The police do, right? Yeah. I said, "Man, if I was a drug dealer, I'd get me a. I, and look, I'm not a drug dealer. And i like, <laughs> but I I drive a hybrid because that you know. I can yeah. afford any car, almost any car I want. And I, I, I drive a hybrid because it just makes sense. And I love to have a hybrid. Yeah. So and I was like, man, if I was a big time drug dealer, man, I'd get me a hybrid. Nobody would even suspect the guy driving around the hood in a hybrid to be a big time drug dealer. And the guy said, this guy know said, man, those folks don't know what it's like to have nice things. And when they have an opportunity to get nice things, they just ball out to the best of their ability. Yeah. And and I I always try to have some understanding and empathy for people because they didn't have some of the things that I have. Yeah. Like, you know when you when you go to a Department of Defense dependent school, they call it Dodds, some of the smartest people in the world teach at those high schools.
2: Mm-hmm. Now there's
1: some other folks that may not be so bright, but I'm telling you, some of the, those teachers, they care, they're worldly. They, they don't look at you anyway, uh, you know, like ethnicity and your race is, is like secondary It's like who you are as a person and how you excel. And to be in that environment where if I excel, I'm going to get the kudos and I'm going to get the love is just really what it's about. Yeah, and and I think that's the I think that's the deal. It's like looking at your people around you and how you can support them and, and realize that they can reach their goals and aspirations mm-hmm. and you can help them do that. But at the same time, you need to look at what you're doing because I really believe that how hard can it be? If mm-hmm. you want to be, if you want to be a coach, learn, go to school, learn how to be a coach, volunteer, put get your name around. out there, put your, absolutely. Cause then when people get to know you, they're gonna be like, man, this guy or this gal can coach. They really understand the game. They're really willing to do whatever it takes. So when I got, interesting thing, when I wanted to be in the music business, I didn't know anything about the music business. I wanted to be a rapper so bad, I thought being a rapper was where it goes. And I remember- what was your rap name? Man, you know, I I didn't really have one. I was like, I would just went by, I used to call myself when I was on the radio, the Tobin Meister. So, <laughs> you know, and then I went, I, I dropped the Tobin Meister and went by DJ Tobin. So I don't know, maybe I'd have just been DJ Tobin. You know, now, you know, folks call me TC. You know, I got, you know, TC from the music business days, but I probably would have been Big, or or Big Tobe. So I probably, Big Toe would have been my name. I would have eventually okay. got to that. You know started off as the tobin meister but anyway <laughs> i think the i think like i didn't know anything about the business i wanted to be a rapper i want to be a rapper i thought that's where the money was and then i, I when i got on the radio station at kgu college radio station now they back then they were doing alternative rock and then i had the opportunity to to do the rap show which was like the only rap show in spokane washington and I started these promo people wanting me to play the record, so I just started befriending them and starting to learn the industry and how things work. Yeah. Now I thought, then you know, I started rapping and I started putting little, you know, little little tapes out, mixtapes and stuff before it became a thing. And I remember I was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I want to get a deal." Da 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 da. And the guy was like, "Well, you know, it'll be you know eighty-five percent, fifteen percent." I was like or, you know, 80, 20, or it was a like 85, 15 or 90, 10. And I was thinking, whoa, I'm gonna be falling out of control. They're like, no, 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 artist gets 10% or 15%. <laughs> and I was like, what? And at that moment I was like, man, why the heck do I wanna be a rapper? I wanna yeah. run the label. I wanna be the executive producer. I wanna be the guy making the money. I don't wanna be in that situation. And that's how I kinda, you know, I changed my whole mindset. I'm like, man, now I'm not opposed to getting on and doing a skid or rapping a verse or doing something like that. But I did not want to be a rapper after that moment. Mm-hmm. So just me kind of getting to know what I wanted to do with my career. That's when I started focusing on that. So I think that's the key is, are you willing to focus on learning what it takes and really truthfully say, Hey, how hard how could it be? Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to be, a, you want to be a pilot? You got to how hard could it be? Now you might have to, you know, come up with some skrilla to go get the lessons and all that. Mm-hmm. But you can read, you can understand, you can take some lessons, you can save your pennies up, and and go through the process and learn and go from there.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's 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 real. And so you tell, I'm always, I'm always interested. I mean, I love hip hop, I love music, and is there anything drastically different? about the music industry and you've done movies and everything as well entertainment in general about friendship building in that compared to the to the normal world
1: well it's completely different because you have very few friends in the industry okay i can i'll tell you right now you if when you're hot everybody loves you like when you got a hot like i've had it where i've had hit records and people call my house and and the phones for me and it's like somebody famous, like, whoa, how didn't get my home number, man? I'm I'm unpublished, <laughs> I'm unlisted. It's because you're hot. Everybody wants to do a deal with you, everybody loves you, everybody thinks you're great. When your record starts to tank, because it's just the peaks and valleys of being you're having a record out or a movie out or whatever, people start to forget who you are. And then you put another record out, and then you're you're everybody's favorite again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to you know, I'm not going to talk too ill about certain people, but I will yeah. tell you people that you think that got your back in the music industry, they just really don't because it, the relationship is all about dog eat dog. I'm going to get to a, this level. It's about me. It's, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's on stop competition. Mm-hmm. And it's not like being on a sports team, right? Yeah. So if you're on, if I'm on the Warriors, you want Steph to do well or Clay to do well, because you want to win a championship, mm-hmm. you know, it, now you might be, you know, secretly like, man, I'm better than Steph. You thinking you're be better than Steph, <laughs> man, I'm better than Steph. I want to be on the court, man. I hope Steph twists his ankle walking down the steps. It could be that, yeah. but on the most part, you like, man, I want to win this championship. Because when you win that championship, that 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 liquor tastes better. You're probably talking to better looking girls or or guys, whatever you date, whatever what you need. date. The more money you got, our opportunity to do commercials. Even if you're a deep bench guy, you're going to get some local commercials or whatever. Yeah. Well, in the music industry, cats just the first thing, anytime I ever say, oh man, I heard this record's tightened, like it would be like, mm, but yeah, nah, that, produce, that song is whack or or that producer's that or, or he really dating this person or he's <laughs> Like I'm telling you, it just, it just, and I don't care what anybody says, they'll tell you it's not like that. They're, the camaraderie is minimal. Now, if you find somebody that you're tight with and you're friends with that's in the industry, yeah, then you—I mean, they're—they're they're a true friend. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, a lot of the cats that I was cool with, you know, they're no longer with us, and we—I wouldn't say we were friends. I would say we were friendly, and and, mm-hmm. and you know, when I saw them, they showed me love. Yeah. So I never had anybody when I saw them that they would they would not show me love or act like they didn't know me, Mm -hmm. but it's awfully hard to get cats on the phone sometimes, you know, and when you're in the music industry and I think the interesting thing about that is, you know, I've met some pretty powerful folks in the industry who kind of acted like they wanted to do deals and make these things happen. And I've made decisions based on that, like life changing decisions spending money on certain things because we're going to do this deal. We're going to do a Mm -hmm. project, movie, album, whatever and then what happens is they disappear. Mm. So, and it's like, Oh, they'll give you, Oh, here's my mom's number. Here's my girlfriend's number. Here's my other girlfriend's (laughs) number. Here's it. And they give you all the numbers and you call them and they literally ghost you. Like, you know, uh, that's just what happens. And there's, there's a frustration around that because you're like, man, I'm no different than I was three months ago when I had a, Top eighty, top two hundred record on Billboard charts, mm-hmm. and I've got more records. But yeah. because people in the industry, they like they're almost like an ambulance chaser. Like you see them on TV, like, oh, have you been in an accident? Yeah, that's how they are because they only they only go after what they think's hot and what you've developed. Because because mm-hmm. by the time the nineties the came, they were looking for folks that already had an established you've had established relationships or you're putting albums out. They weren't looking to say, hey, I'm going to sign Doug. Doug does, doesn't really have a hit record, but you know, I think he's got a lot of talent. Let me develop him. Yeah. No, Doug would have to be putting albums out and selling five, eight, 10,000 records where he can say, hey, look, I can develop Doug because he already has 10,000 fans that bought his record.
0: Gonna and like I'm going to take it
1: to the next, next level.
0: Like most artists we hear, you know, especially back in the day, selling out the trunk of their car, which is equivalent yeah. now to being on YouTube.
1: Yes. And that's the, that's the dynamic. I think for me, you know, I sold a lot of records out of the trunk. That was just basically to pick cover my expenses yeah. to, to go promoting and all that stuff and do videos and stuff like that. But what the the focus was, we got to get into retail stores and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So I built some relationships with some industry folks that would have been been fantastic to me. And I kind of look up to and I love, but, you know that's a i'm telling you i can count them on my hands who those people are and i still i still interact with them on 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 instagram or facebook or we chat or i text them or whatever like that but when you're talking about friends like you could have friends at work all time you meet people at work i know your friends at work we met at holy names university through work and we're really good friends
2: yeah the
1: music industry that there are some of those type of relationships, but mm-hmm. it's completely different oh, okay. because we could work for the same same company. And if if you decide, hey, we work, we, we both work for MCA, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the 90s MCA heyday. We work for MCA. And as soon as you let's say, you know, you get pushed out the door for whatever reason. Well, Doug's not so popular anymore, so I don't know. If Doug calls me, yeah, I don't want to be associated with Doug because Doug's no longer mm-hmm. in the business. Compared to now, if somebody at Holy Names University leaves Holy Names University and he'd call and be like, hey, dude, what's up? If they, even if they were pushed out the door, you would be like, hey, dude, what's up? How you doing? It's no big deal. Yeah. But, in the, but in the music industry, the relationships are completely different.
0: Oh, well, thank you for shedding that that light on <laughs> me. Um, I mean, it's always good to just understand because maybe somebody listening to this as well and they're thinking about that industry and, and you think of it. I mean, because I look at it, I'm like, oh, man, those are like, you know, they're boys and they run together and, and all this stuff. And so um, and you said, like you said, it's different than sports. I mean, sports is anybody who, you know, who talk about sports. It's a brotherhood. Yes. Um, and so you, you never hear like the music industry or the film industry. Anybody saying like it's a brotherhood or a sisterhood. Um, no
1: I mean it's it's really not I think there's certain people who have created that brotherhood yeah, or mm-hmm. sisterhood, and I think that you know if you if you work with enough artists or something you mm-hmm. might be cool but just think about when people fall off how did the, how's that interaction right yeah like think about that and they may and maybe some of those folks that fall off are behind the scenes or producing stuff or they're mm-hmm. doing some projects but if you really think of okay, of an artist who was very popular fifteen years ago or ten years ago, and unless they're going on some sort of oldies tour or something like that, they people and, and if people see each other, it's always all love mm-hmm. because the whole the whole dynamic it's almost like it's
0: acting, right?
1: Yeah, you know, it's like look,
0: well, it's that team. persona; it's the persona you got to bring, and so that can be absolutely a, a tiring thing if you got to be this high energy person, and you like, I don't, I don't want to be that right now.
1: Yes. Like, Absolutely. Well, I'll give you an example. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Hank Shockley.
2: Hank, Hank Shockley.
1: Yeah. Hank Shockley was behind uh, uh, Ice Cube's first American uh, solo, America's Most Wanted. He produced yeah. that with his brother, and then he also was behind Public Enemy. To mm-hmm. to you know that Ice Cube's first album, America's Most Wanted, is the most incredible album that you ever hear. I mean, it was just shockingly on next level. And yeah. then Public Enemy is Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, I had an opportunity to do some stuff with with Hank and, you know, when I was when I was working with Master P, managing Master P running the record label the whole night. Well, didn't work out, didn't come to fruition. And to this day, when I see Hank, he always said, man, I wish I would've did that deal with you, man. I would've made millions and millions and millions, right? But, and Hank is a wonderful guy. Anywhere I see Hank, it is all good. Like, if I see him, He was at this, a couple years ago, I saw him, he was at this Apple convention, and he was doing some new kind of EDM music and stuff, and he had lines of people all the way around, and he saw me, and we just, you know, it was all good and all love. But it's very rare that I can get Hank on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like, if I call Hank or try to text him, it's very rare that he gets back to me. Now, when I see him, it's all love, you want to get something to eat or whatever, but you know and i love hank chocolate i think he's a great guy and i don't think that's just the knock on him i just think that's just the way it is everybody in this industry the music industry is trying to they're trying to grind it out and get to the next level or keep that level and when you're doing that it's really difficult to to especially right now in 2020 Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to be in a situation where you're like uh, top because it's all about the views and how people perceive you and who yeah. you work with and what songs you put out and, and you know are our, our DJs giving you love and, and how people are putting you on so it's a little bit different dynamic mm-hmm. you
0: know it's it's, it's it's wild but friendship it's it's, 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky slope it's a necessary slope uh, you got to have a village and uh, as one of my friends say um, build your dream team um, yes, definitely building your dream team and everything around you. And so um, if you had to give any piece of advice to somebody who maybe struggles with building friendships and they're like, oh, like I would be one to connect with people more, but I don't, what would be maybe two tips you can give them uh, to try to build more friendships? Well, I think it's just being open to communicate and being consistent. I think mm-hmm. the
1: biggest problem with friendship or, or why friendship falls off, people aren't are consistent so what happens is you meet someone and you, you hit it off with them maybe you meet them on the plane maybe you meet them at a restaurant maybe you meet them at a bar out of the club whoever he or she is and you like exchange numbers or exchange instagrams or facebook's or whatever and you you like you you reach out and or you don't reach out yeah you know some people aren't very good at that they're like oh man i met this guy i didn't reach out and but you gotta show consistency because everybody, you know, it's when you get in front of somebody and you give them elevator speech. Because I tell my students in the marketing uh, my marketing classes at Holy Names, I always tell them, "I'm like, look, man, everything you do is about marketing, marketing yeah. yourself. Even if you're trying to get someone to go on a date with you, whoever he or she is, like, there's there's a marketing strategy around that." What, what did you wear? What clothes, like what, what cologne or perfume do you have on? How's your hair look? How's your shoes look? How's your breast smell? Like all of that stuff all yeah. comes into marketing yourself. So, and I'm not saying that everything's a job, but but in this situation, every there's something that you have to communicate to make this person say, Hey, I find this person interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: find that there's somebody I'd like to, you know, cause there's only a, there's only a finite amount of time out there. Yeah. So you have to find something that like, what about me or what about them that makes sense that I'm going to invest, going back to that investment, right? Invest in this person. So I think the thing that I would tell someone, anyone listening, be consistent and be committed. You have to commit yourself to a relationship, no matter what it is, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's husband, wife, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, you have to be committed to it of uh, friendship through work, um, you know, all of those things are about commitment. And I always tell people like, if you're going to be committed, you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And the commitment piece of it is, hey, I'm just going to check on Doug just to see how he's doing and let him know I am invested in him as a human being. Mm-hmm. And if you're not invested in someone as a human being, they're not going to be invested in you. Now, sometimes you put all your effort in the thing and then it just doesn't work. Like, I, I've got relationships where I check in, check in, check in. And, and, you know, maybe by the fourth text, I get a text back. Yeah. And, and if I, they don't respond, I know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you've, you've got to put yourself out there. I think when somebody you get someone's number or information, you shoot them, an inf- shoot them a, a message and say, hey, I just want to let you know it was great catching up. Hopefully we can get together for some coffee in the next few weeks. Now it's a little bit different because we can't yeah. kind of get together. You know, we're hopefully still social distancing. Well, uh, Zoom. Zoom. Zoom, it would Zoom, absolutely. But if you interact with folks now, get on Zoom, yeah. uh, get on BeLive, Facebook Messenger that you can do, yeah. you know, or, you know, it's just, there's all those opportunities where you can kind of get to know some people. Well, you know, you could go for a walk at the park and be six feet apart from each yeah. other with your mask on. So
0: it's distancing.
1: Absolutely. You don't
0: have to be social. And like, I really like this recently, like the, the pastor and the, uh, the service I've been watching, he said, it's not social distancing it's physical distancing.
1: Yes. That's actually a good way to put it. Yes. It'll be social. I think you're right. I think you should be, I think you should be social. I think if you really want to have a relationship with someone, I think you know if you're texting them or you're calling them or you're having good interaction with them, it's important that you're just doing that because a lot of people who will meet someone that they think is so great, and they're like, "Ah, probably that guy or girl doesn't want to talk to me or maybe I don't have anything to offer or whatever it is, you know. And I'm I try my best to keep keep in communication with people. If I haven't heard from somebody in like a month. I used to be like, well, man, I haven't heard from Doug in a month, man. <laughs> Forget Doug. Doug sucks. I thought we were friends. And then I then I have to remember, like, look, maybe Doug's busy. He's got things going on. It's okay for me to put myself out there and reach yeah. out and say, hey, Doug, how you mm-hmm. doing? It's,
0: it's a two-way street, like the old school say. Yes. I, love, I found love on a two-way street.
1: Yeah, love is definitely a two-way street. So if, you, if you're not Look, if you're not putting yourself out there to communicate, then what's the point? Because I mean, life's about relationships. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to be good relationships. Sometimes you're not going to be good relationships. But I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that you can do is make sure that you check in with folks, make sure you interact with folks, make sure you're professional. With folks, who, when you're in a professional relationship and in a personal relationship, just be open and honest on who
0: you are. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's it's very vital. So as we get ready to wrap this up, um, what are you working on? I know you got like a gazillion and a half projects <laughs> uh, that people could get interested in. Um, go ahead and tell them uh, what what it is.
1: Well, you know, I'm doing a uh, you know psycho cider, X A I K O. Um, we are it's amazing. Yeah, well, thank you. I feel like it's insanely good, and uh, you know, I'm really focused on that right now. Uh, right now, we're only doing uh, we're doing you know on premise or so doing kegs, but I'm focused on uh, bringing cans to life. Hopefully, in the next six months, maybe sooner. Okay. So, until we figure out what the world's going to be, psycho cider. I'm doing that. I'm still over at Holy Names University. Uh, I'm teaching school there. Um, so it's been a little bit kind of hectic and scary with those kind of situations because not knowing what the, what, what the future is and class sizes and all that. I'm doing that. Um, still, my movie, The Reverend Do Wrong Ain't Right, is still on Amazon Prime Video. Um, the download, The Reverend Do Wrong Ain't Right. Uh, funny it yes, it was, a, uh, it was a fun thing to do. Um, working on another movie uh, called The Happy Ending, about two guys on house arrest. So um, get, getting that together gotta figure that piece out can't shoot anything right now yeah um there is um there's also a, a project that's coming out uh, this summer bt's worked on um you know it's basically a, a, it's the no limit chronicles they've already done a, a chronicle uh they've already done a death row chronicles which is about death row and their experience and how they kind of took over the industry uh this one's about no limit records and, a, and there's a piece of that or a, a big piece of the uh documentary that's about my relationship with master p and all the things that i did and what i was a part of growing that uh, growing that no limit records so look out for that this summer but yeah i'm you know i'm still doing consulting i'm still interacting with people still trying to help folks uh, achieve their goals and aspirations and you can always reach me on my website at t o b i n c o s t e n t-o-b-i-n-c-o-s-t-e-n.com you can always hit me there or hit me at my sip psycho s-i-p x a i k o.com so psycho.com you can always connect with me on either one of those two websites
0: we'll tag all of that stuff on uh, the instagram post we do for this yes um this part of the segment of the podcast i'll call it what you did what you digging on uh what you dig and so currently what are you digging on right now in your life
1: well i mean i will say i've been watching a lot of uh, tv shows so uh one of the shows i watched on uh, netflix i kind of i binge watched uh, i think seven or eight episodes is called hollywood and it's an interesting uh it's an interesting story about folks like rock hudson and people you know people in the 40s and it really shows a different twist on relationships Uh, relationships in general heterosexual relationships homosexual relationships and I think that's an interesting story there's another show that I'm watching on um, uh, which one is it I think it's on Amazon and I can't think the name of it right now Um, but uh, it's about a guy who basically dies and he gets uploaded into a computer Oh wow! And it's it's a trippy thing. I can't remember the name of it, so maybe we can tag it uh, when you tag it. But it's a show about a guy who dies, and he's uploaded in the, com- uh, up in the computer, and he has a certain amount of gigabytes. And then when he's hungry, he can eat. He can do all these things. It's con- it's kind of like a virtual heaven, and it's a trip, uh, a trippy oh, concept. Wow. So I've been on that, and then um, you know, so those are really the two main things that I've uh, I've been watching. Uh, from a movie perspective, I've kinda, I kind of went through all of the all of the Marvel movies and watched mm-hmm. them in, in roll in in, in the, the whole chronological order. So okay. I did that. That was kinda, that was kind of that was kind of fun. And then now uh, I'm, I'm watching the Twilight. I'm not, you know, there's some interesting thing. I'm watching the Twilight series with my my, my daughter. So that's kind of my daughter and my son and family. So that's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know, that's pretty much it. And then I've been really digging on getting into swimming in the pool and, and okay. getting in the, and relaxing in the hot tub and that you know and that kind of stuff and then just continuously really you know focused on you know what's going on in the packaging world with beer and beer and cider and and wine and all that stuff so. okay i guess there's a hand i guess i'm i'm digging on a lot of stuff
0: yeah, you're you dig, <laughs> you dig, you dig, you digging on some stuff you got you digging a hole you definitely a hole. <laughs> And so what I'm digging on right now is just trying to get in my creative pocket, just with everything that's going on, what's the state of the, the country. Mm. I just really want to focus on how can I use my platform. And, and so many times, like you talked on uh, about branding, everybody has a platform. Mm-hmm. And you have to utilize your platform, whatever that is. If you have the money access, if you have a voice, if you're a good writer, um, if you're a good artist, use your platform right now. For whatever is coming to you and speaking to you to uh, to help others and be able to voice what you're feeling. Um, Use your platform for it and that's definitely what i'm trying to do um, just with all the stuff that i'm creatively getting into so. Um, with that said Tobin thank you again so very much for this uh, absolutely thank you for allowing me to be a part
1: of your show man I, I love it I love the way you think about things and how you how you really come up with different concepts so uh, dig on Doug I'm digging on Doug man that's what I'm digging
0: <laughs> I truly appreciate it man and, I, and like you said uh, wear your heart in your sleeve man I really love you and appreciate you
1: I love you and appreciate you too man and you know I'm always down for whatever you're doing I'm trying to be a part of it man.
0: Hey, you'll be back again so um uh, Listeners, thank you for listening, and um, until next time, peace out, though. Deuces. This has been another episode of Dig Undug. I really hope you got something out of this, and if you did, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at dig undug or email me at digundug@gmail.com at gmail.com share this with your family friends co-workers and your squad i look forward to your comments and with that keep digging y'all peace out